Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Going to be looking at Jim Starlin's Warlock, uh, special edition issue number one. This is a big saga, so we're going to kind of take a bite-sized piece here to start with. Before we do, a couple of news items for Cartoonist Kayfabe. First of all, we will be in Charlotte for Heroes Con coming up at the end of June. Uh, Three-day show, wonderful show, great for comics fan, comic-centric, so uh, in a lot of ways, home away from home for Cartoonist Kayfabe. We'll be hosting some panels. Be sure to uh, stop by our tables, check out what we have, look at some of our art, and come to those panels. Should be a, a great time for comics fans and a great time for Cartoonist Kayfabe. Hope to see a lot of Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts in the uh, Heroes Con crowd. Uh, also, like, follow, and subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe YouTube channel if you haven't done so already. Hit that bell icon next to the subscribe button. That'll notify you when we drop a new video. If it's a comic that you are interested in adding to your collection, it'll give you a leg up on the kayfabe effect. You'll be the first one looking for that comic at your comic shop or online, eBay, Amazon, wherever you track down back issues. Also, let these videos play through to the end. That allows YouTube's algorithm to share them with other comics fans. It's one of the major ways we grow this channel, uh, approaching 65,000 strong. So we appreciate you letting these videos play through and helping us to grow this cartoonist kayfabe audience. And now, into Jim Starlin's Warlock. Yeah, man. So, Ed, this is uh, kind of an interesting one for us to dive into. Might be a wraparound. Oh, yeah. In that... Star, when I think of Starlin, I think of Cosmic, right? Yeah. Warlock, Captain Marvel. We did the Death of Captain Marvel graphic novel, one of his big pieces. Dreadstar, early creator-owned piece that's also set in that Cosmic setting. Um, so a big-time creator, but also a big-time creator that's sort of the subgenre of superhero comics that are set in that space opera setting. And that's something that I, I'm trying to think of who else does that. Obviously, Jack Kirby. Starlin's a guy that when we look at some of his art in this issue and get into the story, I feel like he does his own thing. Yes. S separate from Jack Kirby, Absolutely. even though it's in this setting of like very colorful characters in space. Jimmy, you took the words out of my mouth, mouth man. Uh, so cool that Marvel kind of allowed somebody the space to do something that was not the template, uh, because you are correct. This, this certainly is not. Uh, he completely starts weaving his own mythology. Uh, it might be one of the early examples, uh, like the stuff that gets cited with Frank Miller, where he takes a D-list character, has the agency to do whatever he wants with it, and turns it into a, to a hit. Uh, this was always kind of like on the fringes of, of cult status, uh, sort of no matter what. But they allowed Starlin to just kind of explore his whimsy, and he, and he does it to death. Like, you, you could tell that he's giving a lot of latitude, uh, maybe the editorial staff at Marvel is like, you know, maybe we maybe we bash this character out and just let this guy see if he can do anything with it, man, because uh, we have no idea what the heck to do. And he he really does spin an entire tale. I guess before we go into the actual nougat of this particular issue, it would be a good opportunity to call out the Warlock Essential as being like one of the great essentials that you should get your hands on uh, if you see it around, probably out of print. But it it uh, includes the entire Warlock saga. It starts off with some of the uh, Gil Kane material um, in the early like Marvel premieres and, and the early Warlocks. And then it gets into the complete Starlin saga uh, up to where Thanos gets put into that rock statue that leads into the death of Captain Marvel graphic novel, like you said, which we did cover. Uh, but you get to look at the Gil Kane art, you get to look at the Starlin art in glorious black and white. 
It's very pretty art. Yeah, and when uh, Starlin is singing, this is a famous page that's in that Marvel Abrams book uh, by Les Daniels. Uh, when Starlin starts singing, he's doing you know 20 panel pages and drawing real small, and he you see him really clicking. I think this is probably like one of the first instances instances where Tom Orzakowski is sh stretching his his <laughs> his lettering chops and maybe deserved some kind of a raise. This is his audition for uh, what would become X-Men. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> man. But uh, this has the complete saga in glorious black and white, uh, shot probably from the negatives or photo stats because it is crystal clear and beautiful reproduction. Uh, so get your hands on this thing if you ever see it in a while. Do not pass this up. The other piece I would add about Starlin is it comes out of fandom. And you, you could tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like that quality a lot. And you can see it, you can see it right here on this figure, as a matter of fact. Yeah, like look at those gimmicks. Where, where the proportions are a little bit exaggerated, a little bit off, but part of the charm, part of what I really like about superhero comics. And one of the comics that reprints some of his fan art is I think it's Dr. Weird, sure. I, I want to say. Um, I have an issue of that that I've pulled out of dollar bins, and it's really great like you can see where he's coming from you know from an early age he had this talent it was on display so I, I always like that idea of this is that next generation of marvel creators that are comic book fans yeah this is not failed commercial artists these are people who love comics this this exact edition comes as a result of uh, the direct market being being a good sort of secondary market uh, which is funny to think, right? Uh, for for comics, so they tested a comic like this, uh, Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, in this kind of Baxter paper, better colored format, and it did uh, really way better than they thought it would. It had the creative team of Claremont, Byrne, and Austin before they did did X Men work together, so they promoted it that way. Um, with that in mind, they were like, well, let's dust, dust off uh, those old issues of. Warlock, you know, there was a complete tale there. I think maybe six issues of this special edition yes. will we'll, we'll, we'll cover the entirety. And, uh, you know, let's dust off this character, bring out some of that stuff. We remember uh, going to conventions and hearing about people asking about it, so maybe, maybe it makes sense to put it in this format. Yeah, this was always uh, one of those series, too, I would hear about as a kid, because this is 1982, so I'm reading comics way after this edition had come out, but Warlock was one of those high points of almost proto-graphic novel kind yeah. of story where it was like a big story, a cool story, uh, but a little bit hard for me to come by as a kid. Impossible. Literally impossible. And there was a, uh, now this is old, and you have this other version back here that comes around Infinity Gauntlet, which is our era. Which is probably where everybody that knows Starlin, if you only know him a little bit, Infinity Gauntlet's probably the spot. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is the version that was out on the stands that, that we had access to in the unit 91. Look at how weird of a choice this is to just like put those credits at the top for the reprint. It seems so random. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, you got to give those guys in the bullpen something to do. Interesting to see by uh, 92, 10 years later, you can see this paper is, is very comparable to the original. This was good paper. Whenever yeah. they start doing like the Warlock, this special edition run, it's very good paper. So uh, kind of interesting to see like comics as a whole 10 years later. The paper's already, you know, like it's it's become the norm yes. that the paper's a little bit better than standard. So I like this piece quite a bit. Who is Adam Warlock? Great way to start this because this ran as a series of backups and, you know, in these some in strange tales where it was like maybe one of two stories, one of a couple stories, and then in the back of uh, fantasy masterpieces, some of it was reprinted. So definitely this thing that was 
you know, we talk all the time, you get an opportunity, you're doing backup somewhere, but here we are over the decades. It's This is the piece that perseveres. It's the interesting challenge of editing this, and they actually chose not to use any editing shears on on the work when they probably could have like you keep this part because this is an introduction to mm -hmm. to the character and it might be five six pages worth of that stuff but after you see every chapter break you're getting a summary page or two or three of the pages that you just read and editorially speaking you could probably do without that but then you would be losing out on some cool starlin art so they decided to keep it which 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 I, i'm happy about this was a weird piece man because because uh he wants us to read like this mm -hmm. and you just don't right you know you just don't like, eddie campbell writes about this like reading order it's like the next closest text yeah it's usually where you go to and so so he wants us to read this then he wants us to read like that then he wants us to read this and it just doesn't work but you got to throw spaghetti at the wall sometimes when, when you're getting started and and uh the inmates were kind of beginning to run the asylum go read yes. the marvel untold tales untold storybook by sean howe and you'll hear about those 70s where these guys are just dropping acid and going to like sit at the wharf watching <laughs> sh watching ships dock and shit like uh this cosmic shit doesn't come from nowhere yeah that's a good that's <laughs> a good point especially some of these characters in this like alternate earth thing i almost wish tom was here because he is a big giant starlin mark but there are characters that literally he, he says like repulse him and like turn him off so bad like this guy right there like he gets so repulsed and disgusted at some of these like starlin like uh unmen you know well, he's like sitting things. on like look at this thing he's sitting on just you know the, it's some sort of organic head, yeah. creature there it's so dense like going yeah. through his storytelling that's another sign to me of like the fandom guy who's got all these ideas we talk about that a lot we're like uh early on you get your chance and like you've been building these ideas your whole life so the first couple of books you do it is just a brain you know explosion on the page that's the sense i get with this so many ideas here's an editor's note talking about like where this summary comes from and it's fantastic four thor marvel premiere warlock and hulk multiple issues of all of those titles are encompassed in this like this is your grand design warlock in like two percent. pages thousand percent man it's grand design format but it brings us up to uh, the present day now. So after that kind of, I don't want to say a quick recap, but a very dense one. It is funny because I thought it was six pages. I said earlier, it's six pages. Oh, no, it's three pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a graphic novel now. That's half of that Warlock Essentials right there. But uh brings us up to speed now. We're on the present. We're on some alien landscape where this this woman is fleeing. This feels like a lot of uh, like EC homage, some of the science fiction sure. costuming and stuff. And she runs into... The guy she's looking for, Warlock, somebody to save her world and, and the, the billions of souls there. Big fan of the textures here. Uh, when composing pages, they often say, like, you want you want your main act figures and stuff to work it work in silhouette. Like, that's, like, literally in uh, How to Draw Comics the Marvel Way. Big tangent here yeah. with this arm and, and, and his quads. Just put that arm a little over there and, and you might get a little something because it definitely is, like, a little hand strap on <laughs> right over the crotch piece. But... You know, one of those things. You know, the to flip side, of. move the arm this way so that it's surrounded by equal amount of the yellow leg on either side, too. Sure. A couple ways to solve that one. But nevertheless, she arrives here. And it's it's uh, it's interesting, Ed, thinking of this in the 70s because I see so much religious stuff in this. Yeah. And I think about, I've said it a million times, all the Grindhouse horror movies, I swear two out of three of them had some sort of religious iconography, at least in the trailers. And I see it in this whole story. You know, Warlock is almost this, like, perfect human 
uh, you know, created in a lab, but dies, you know, a couple of times and, and kind of dies for uh, the people, essentially. It's very religious, and I think the psycho psychedelic element may be part of that. The 70s, it just seems like that was what was on tap that decade. You see this in black and white. Tell me you don't think about uh, Don Simpson. Oh, interesting. With some yeah. of that some of that inking and this is the kind of uh light sourcing and feathering that i've been paying attention to a lot you're going with the form of the muscle and it really just sells the 3d of those muscles that you're drawing yeah super detailed artwork all around our density i don't know if it's let up too much from those first couple of pages of recap it's just loaded i mean it's um he's completely going for it you know he was in early heavy metals so uh, I imagine he might have seen some metal or and and saw some some Mobius, and because like there's there's those elements with the sort of background like the sort of texture of the terrain and stuff. Um, he, this is a dude that just he's just trying really hard, putting a lot in there. Also coloring this edition. I don't know if he colored the originals or not, but he colored. He's credited as colorist for this edition. And there are a lot of coloring things that I like in here. We've already passed a couple I should have pointed out as we went. But even like this panel to me is really great where the silhouettes are yellow and he's purple. It, it, basic stuff, but still, you know, like it just looks good. And you'll see character skin change from panel to panel. He's really uh, putting a lot of it, ideas into the coloring even yeah. at this stage. So he fails to save this woman as he's fighting these other people who are chasing her. One of them gets the drop on her and kills her. That's pretty remarkable storytelling, you know, like the hero right away. The first thing we see him do is fail to save this poor woman. Very Marvel. But what's he got to do, man? He needs some answers from her because he's heard a, a few things from her that are compelling. He's going to reanimate her with one of his uh, magical pieces, which is this this gemstone in his head. Is that one of the uh, stones from Infinity Gauntlet? Yeah. I, I believe a soul gem. Yeah, yeah. Like those, the, the gems are now, uh, they create raw keys. In, in, in back issues, right? The time gem, the space gem, like stuff like that. It's now, it's now important canon that you have to get your hands on. Yeah, it's it's pretty good stuff. Here's some more of that nice coloring. You know, just having that purple in your middle, surrounded by the greens and yellows, very attractive. And now we're going to like her memories, telling us this story, and we're into the reds and yellows, which is a hot palette. Smart. Yeah, and he does he does color the stuff. Uh, there's there's an issue or two where where he like just anagrams his name a whole bunch. All these pages are loaded with cool panels too. You know, like the panels of uh, the, the people being tortured who are not uh, falling in line. This is a religious movement, like an intergalactic religious movement is what he's going up against. And they're kind of showing, you know, building that religion and uh, not, not without some casualties and some opposition along the way, but nothing has stood up to it yet. I like uh, that, you know, this is a paste up and you could see a little blemish from the, mm -hmm. the, the cut up piece of paper right there. Time to pay some bills. Ed Piscor and I are working cartoonists. The best way to support cartoonists kayfabe? Buy our comic books. Red Room, Trigger Warnings. Issues 1 through 3 now available in comic shops everywhere, barring uh, 28 countries and I think 11 comic shops where it's banned. But you can ask for this and order it from virtually any comic shop. Who knows, they might pull them out from under the covers. Red Room, Trigger Warnings 3, the second season of Red Room. Every Red Room cover self-contained. So pick up whichever one you find and you'll get a complete story along with Red Room anti-social network the trade paperback of the first season available now wherever books and comics are sold hulk grand design monster madness a retelling of the 60-year history of the incredible hulk i am writing drawing coloring lettering the whole shebang the grand design way and this is available now in comic shops everywhere both issues the complete story of the incredible hulk's rich history pick that up now wherever comics are sold 
and back to our regular scheduled programming. And here we go. Our big villain, is it Magus? Uh, Magus. Magus. Magus is how I usually... Uh, that makes sense. No I or E on either side of that G. So. Hear it? And, and when you do see Magus in uh, kind of... Uh, corporal form or no the corporal's ghost right like uh in 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 organic form he really does look like a muscular richard simmons and it's a bad look it's it's very <laughs> looks 70s. like a chia pet here yeah yeah yeah, yeah. It may be better in that form because he even has like a hip swivel in his stance sometimes that uh, is very richard simmons like yeah there's a lot of a lot of twisting of figures uh, that starlin's bringing to these these people pretty fun but our first uh contact between these two and you know the big takeaway that we're going to get out of this and i don't want to spoil anything but we're going to find it in a page or two they're the same being yeah so you're at war with yourself adam warlock that's uh <laughs> heady stuff for for a comic this is such fans fanzine looking stuff and i think the sort of kind of generic uh gargoyles and stuff add add to that you know like just creating this mythology is one thing now, now you got to design stuff all that being said, uh, Tom and I recently looked at the uh, He-Man mini-comics, mm -hmm. the Masters of the Universe mini-comics, and I couldn't help but think about those while uh, reading this. When you start to see more and more characters being introduced, it's almost like with another round of uh, polish on the designs, like you could have an entire action figure line uh, with, with these Adam Warlock uh, creations. This is wild. For this to be like a you know one third panel i don't know 20 panels inside there of like reflections of these different characters it's nuts and then also seeing warlock colored in flesh tone instead of the his orange gold skin <laughs> it's very strange <laughs> it's so similar but for some reason it just really stands out as being not right that's probably a difference of like 25 percent magenta or something very very small totally and you can see, um, I think this is maybe the second or third chapter we've gotten into, that these are short chapters that have yeah. run somewhere else, which, you know, maybe part of the reason they are so dense. If you've only got eight pages or so to work with, you're going to really load it up. So he comes out of this, this vision knowing or, or, you know, aware that now this enemy that is enslaving the galaxy is in some way him. Yes. Uh, him, which is his original name in the Fantastic Four comics. And then here's our recap uh, bits for... Um, right. For the, for the new reader, you know, uh, every comic is somebody's first comic. Like this for one of those, uh, kind of, not exactly an open panel, but kind of an open panel. Very 70s. Mm -hmm. Yeah, know, I, I can imagine like the, uh, the, the, the screen wipe uh, in an old shitty grindhouse 70s flick. I admire a lot of his hand drawings too throughout here. Uh, Glennis Wynn color credit at the front of this chapter, this one, so yeah. I don't know if she's coloring this whole thing, if it's a credit they didn't remove, maybe she colored the original, she colored or maybe this. she's coloring this. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going from, from her, her stuff for sure on this one. Feels like it keeps with the same idea, you know, it's pretty consistent color-wise, so I don't know if they work closely together or not. So the next move for him is getting on board this ship, you know, starting out opposing it and then getting on there, and this is our commander of this ship, who is very loyal to Magus and that, uh, that religious movement. So he basically catches Warlock. A little bit, uh, I don't know, are you surprised how Warlock seems to not do great in any of these battles? Yeah, I, no, I think it's great. Like, <laughs> Those first three dudes handle him fairly well, and now here he is captured right away. Yeah, it's it's an opportunity for this, this you know, big, strong, muscular, weird character. Like, he's our 
uh, kind of journeyman th through this weird world. So you need any MacGuffins possible to get him to see a whole bunch of it so that we can be introduced to this kind of shit. Yeah, he's imprisoned uh, with other people who are other beings who have been uh, run the wrong side of this group. And you get to see some of those alien life forms like a vulture head, one-eyed characters, all these different lettering techniques for like languages. Makes me think there's that one underground comic that has like the, the title that's just these kind of symbols. It, it looks like Krakow or something, but it's not, it's just symbols. And uh, that's what I see there. They even have some of these in Hulk Grand Design with alien, uh, alien races. <laughs> I wonder if this would repulse Tom. I bet it would. That's pretty <laughs> gross looking. <laughs> There's something about that that I don't like. Uh, yeah, I think the idea is that uh, if you're not human in this world, you know, they created this new perfect world, but then it started to have all the, all the social constructs and issues that, that our world had. And one of them uh, certainly is, uh, is racial divide, we'll, we'll say. But in this world, it's like species divide. And, and, and the humans are at the top of the food chain. And if you're even a troll, you ain't getting love. Yeah, the trolls are really outcasts in this in this storyline. I think that it's impossible for the trolls to join this this movement, the way they uh, describe it. When you introduce the troll, then you, then you can't help but think that there's a little Tolkien uh, that makes mytho mythology in here. That makes sense. I think both in the Christian kind of uh, underlying ideas, and, and then the also the building. big journey yeah. kind of thing. I have that screen tone. <laughs> nice. Uh, cool to see that put in too. Put, put that to use uh, quite often. It's on. It's on the uh, variant cover for Red Room Issue Four. Nice. So yeah, Pip the Troll is going to become maybe the character that out of this group that at least stays along throughout this issue's journey. Yeah, we've definitely seen uh, George Perez draw him in the Infinity Gauntlet in Ron Lim. I'm so impressed by these small panels. Speaking of George Perez, like I see some of that, yeah. you know, in, in this stuff, and I wonder, Same like, era. if those guys are, are uh, looking at each other at that time period, or coming from a similar background, or what? It's fun to think about, man, because they're they're you could probably name all the names in the '70s, and like the the standout guys, Perez, Byrne, Starlin, uh, they had to have some glorious rivalry. Worth noting, this is like the top officer in the church. And she's going into business for herself. Whenever she hears that Warlock's captured, she sends the order to the captain of the ship. Yeah, go ahead and kill him. Yeah, with the, with these panels, by the way, uh, it starts to get into Kaluta, rights in Je Jeff Jones ter territory. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in here, and it speaks to the fandom of uh, of Jim Starlin. How how glorious it would be if you uh, were in the game and you could still be a comic fan. See, that's very uh, rights in ish. Would would have that kind of shading i used to copy faces like that with that shading that was it was always popular very me. mysterious like like what exactly is that and i would copy it but not think of the lessons involved me too so it was not right, right. my copies that i made would make whatever's wrong with this i would amplify them in those copies yeah <laughs> and then wonder why mine didn't look right yeah <laughs> live and learn man Meanwhile, the prisoners have all decided that they're going to revolt. They think they can overtake this ship, especially with Warlock's leadership, and he refuses that. There's kind of a big stance on how he doesn't believe in that idea that, that he would be a leader or that anybody should be a leader. All men should be free. Yeah. Or aliens, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that Starlin was in uh, was in the military. Uh, not 100% sure, but, but, I, but I think he might have been a uh, Vietnam-era fella. And... Uh, Almost everybody I know that went through that system, when they came back, they rebelled against us being a part of that system. Like my uh, my best friend's dad uh, had 
when he came back and there was a uh, dress code at work, he had to wear suits and stuff. He got three-piece suits made of denim because <laughs> he's like, fuck you. If this is the code, I'm wearing jeans for the rest of my life, man. And just those kind of rebel streaks like ran through those guys. So that could be uh, an extra piece of this. That's interesting to think of because so much of that is, is, is gone. When I read this today, mm -hmm. I am just not thinking of like, what's the political climate of the 70s uh, or somebody that, you know, is of that age that would have been affected directly by Vietnam yeah. and, and, and everything that surrounded that. Also, by the way, like, uh, if this is your comrade at arms, no pun intended, <laughs> this fellow can't even wipe his own bum after, after moving his bowels. Uh, how effective is he going to be? Yeah, that's not the best ally, probably. And by the way, Warlock is not against overthrowing this ship. He's just not interested in being a leader. So, you know, you're going to see him kind of mow through and uh, help out those, those fellow... <laughs> prisoners as well on his way to a showdown with our badass warrior captain because once again i mean warlock warlock is that new kid at your high school that you could tell is going to be a cool kid but he just doesn't know anybody yet so he's sitting at the whack table <laughs> until he sloughs those kids off to go be with the cool cats because i really am just looking at an eyeball made of crystals <laughs> with legs on it and you don't want to be friends with that guy <laughs> Like, fuck that dude. <laughs> yeah, some of these dudes do not look like fighters. No. <laughs> like, this little thing that's talking, how's that going? He's this whole crew like doesn't this. look like they have anything to offer in a fight. That's what I'm saying. That's the alien version of the Stranger Things boys. Yeah. Great sequence right here. Makes me think of Tom's American Barbarian, that one two-page spread when uh, the Barbarian's cleaning out that tank. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It feels very video game-like, too, repeating the background, like you're stuck on that one point of view. It does. I like that. I like, like, how do you figure out making these fights different from page to page and oh, yeah. doing interesting stuff. You know, I like this sequence for a choreographed fight of just, like, the spheres for the panels. With that real interesting zip on the back, man. You know I used to draw that, thinking that they just drew that. Oh, man, is that really a zip? Oh, yeah. I had no idea that that, that wasn't all drawn. I would have done the same <laughs> thing. That's one I could actually copy compared to, like, uh, you know, traditional dot screen tone. That's impossible. You have to ice your wrist after. Now, this is not a zip. That's, this is another thing with the, uh, with the Starlin Kirby crackle. He gets minuscule. So does George Perez, you know? Like, these guys, they, like, their whole thing was, like, better is more. Yeah. I like you get to see some of that variation in drawing where we're just getting these very fine lines yeah. that are almost like just holds for the, your color. Yeah. Creates a very different effect, especially against the uh, cosmic splatter. And what we have here is that soul st gem is going into business for itself. And that freaks Warlock out because he realizes like that thing is kind of uh, like symbiotic with him and maybe is affecting him very directly. That's a real heroic figure, man. A super tiny head, giant bulky bod. Yeah, that's sturdy. A, uh, very tall guy. Sturdy. So he's heading off on his own. Good luck to all of you guys that are uh, freed from this. There's a T-Rex in there with no arms. That's another one. I guess he could bite somebody, maybe. There's a few like lizard-like races in the backgrounds in here that's real fun. It's like a schmoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's definitely shedding that dead weight. But uh, Pip is riding co-pilot. He finds him in the ship already, and off they go. You know, off I, they go to judgment. It's the cigar that makes you plucky, and this is the uh, Jim Starlin anagram. Yes. Uh, cast. I've I've used that a time or two. Go see the uh, credits pages in uh, in Hip Hop Family Tree. Yeah, it's fun. Taking up a lot of uh, a lot of duties there. You, you know, it's surprising when you think of him doing all of that that he's not lettering it as well. 
because it'd be the complete package. You know, he's missing one step. You know, that's the real, the letter to those guys, that's the Ringo Starr job, you know? Like, just give that to somebody else. Uh, I was talking even to Chaykin about that kind of stuff when he was in town. It's just, it just was not a sexy sure. piece. But with a, with a um, Chaykin, like, he lucked out. He, he had Ken Bresnik. And, and Tom Morzikowski is nobody to sneeze at. But the tandem of that crew is just, you know, super solid. I digress. I would see this panel in different places for some reason. It, it I don't know if it's in that Daniel's Marvel book or what, but I saw it somewhere. It always feels wonky to me, like something's weird with with that face. Starlin's art is is wonky. It's a, it's it's a great it's a great uh, adjective to to use with his stuff. And uh, by using that term, it's not a pejorative in in the kayfabe household. You no, know I like that. I like it a lot better than the uh, everything's right. Because like, so then you boring. just get Rex Morgan MD clip art. Yeah, that, it's impossible. Dog, I can't even articulate it except to say I don't enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> like it's boring. Like, boring is the word, right? Yep. We get another one of these, like, okay, we're going to explain a bunch of stuff here in the text. A few of these things, almost picture book-esque, this kind of approach to, uh, you know, big image and a column of text. And it makes me think of, uh, Dave, like, Dave Sim built built on top of this with yep. with the Cerebus mythology. He would have whole issues mm -hmm. that would have that text with, like, a compelling image. Or so not a compelling image. We're okay. heading through this world now, you know. At this point, they've, they've landed on this world, and they're kind of working their way through, and there's some ups and downs along the way. Whenever Pip is caught out as a troll, you know, trolls aren't welcome, so that brings about... A bunch of guards showing up. Got to got to manage them. If it's that big of a deal, maybe maybe throw on a shirt. You know, <laughs> like may, maybe uh, put on a ball cap or grow out your hair, hide the mirrors a little bit. If especially if we're in a covert operation where it's where it's me, you, against uh, a whole horde of bad guys. Yeah, I'm with you. It doesn't it doesn't seem like uh, rocket science to disguise yourself a little bit. I guess maybe uh, the IQ points of a troll aren't that high. We're getting into another like rights like studio ish. Mm -hmm. Kaluta writes in kind of thing. Yeah, especially in some Nuka. of those those folds really shows. Wonder if this is the stuff that uh, Al Weiss is inking. There's an ink assist on this issue. Oh, you know what? I, I I bet there's no no doubt. And and one of the cool things about that Al Weiss fella, I, I bring it up whenever his name comes up, man, is uh in the very first letter column in Fantastic Four issue three four whatever it is, uh, he's got a fan letter in there, and yeah, I think that's, that's cool. freaking awesome. Yeah, it's pretty speaking good. to the fandom part of it again. You Absolutely. Know? And again, we see kind of this first lady of this church who uh, has has her own plans for how this is going to play out. Going to get Warlock to do her bidding. This is where you see him dealing with this soul gem idea. And whenever he pulls it off his head, he just collapses. Mm -hmm. Which is uh, a sign that, oh boy, he's gotten gotten dependent on this thing. Yeah, dude. And uh, probably no mistake that the colors are like, you know, pur purple and green, uh, which is the, the Magus colors when when that rolls out. And once again, I like this is there is no Kirby foreshortening action panels, six panel pages. It's a completely divorced method of storytelling from basically every other Marvel comic that existed. Like the mandate was, you know, John Buscema, like I I get that you like drawing everything but superheroes, but you have to do Kirby if you're gonna be doing Fantastic Four. John Romita, yeah, you draw nice romance comics, but they're too slow paced. Like, let's have Kirby lay out a couple of issues for you until you get the hang of it. Uh, this is this is not that whatsoever. 
Yeah, it's it's funny because it's so Kirby in certain ways, you know, like in a theme of a cosmic story. I, you I, you can't you can't get that far. It's still it's still a Marvel comic, right. so you still have to have some of that stuff. But but they gave him a wing, you know, like they he, did. He had he had a wing of uh, the Marvel universe to explore all his own, and and it it pays off late. I mean, geez. You oh know, yeah, to, to 50 years. but like even in, in our at, when we were kids, very important creator in Marvel history. <laughs> when, when we came, when we were kids, there was um, through through the uh, the annuals that one year. There was like the High Evolutionary mm -hmm. Saga or whatever it was called, and that's the precursor for. Uh, it's Infinity really smart Gauntlet. because you you do see like all these creators that replace original creators and, and subsequent creators, and it's like how do we keep Spider-Man going? What interesting stuff can we introduce? This really is like okay, here's the cosmic wing. Like, go, Jim Starlin, push this stuff. Give us some stuff to work with. Develop some of these uh, supporting characters and whatnot. And he does. Yeah. You know, I think it speaks to the creator as well. Because you mentioned John Buscema, whose work I admire greatly. But he's not hes not developing uh, a, a Marvel character, per se. You know, he's not bringing in a bunch of new narrative ideas that you can then, you know, add this to the canon. Starlin is. You know, like, his whole career is kind of doing that. And he pays for it, of course. Um, I love this panel. The one it's it's shattering on one side is and then screen toning out as she screams, the you of the future. <laughs> and that's our ending, you know, what's going to happen now? Good setup. Yeah. I mean good setup. This feels like a wrestling angle in that like we've got the build, we know who the sides are, don't know how you get out of it. Yes. Because that's the catch twenty two of this story is how do you, what are you going to kill yourself? You know, if your enemy is you. When you, re when you read it, it, it feels like that's the only conclusion. Right. It has, it has to happen. So uh, it, it becomes essentially foretold. But now you just have, it's Starlin's, the onus is on Starlin to keep it interesting along the way. You know, this is where Thanos comes in and uh, a bunch of other uh, adventures ensue to get you to that point, essentially. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It has that. I mentioned space opera early on. Obviously, you know, in the 70s, we're, we're, we're seeing that on a huge scale with things like Star Wars. This feels like it has some of those qualities of that space opera where it's a big cast. It feels like there are real stakes, you know, billions of souls and, and worlds under are, are hanging in the balance. So it has that kind of grand stage setup. Yes. Yeah. Not an easy thing to do. A lot of threads to uh, weave together. You know, fun to read. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big Starlin fan. Some of it was, was tough. Uh, I enjoyed reading it a lot more than I expected to. Yeah. Some of the books this week, I'm going to be a little more critical on the reading experience. <laughs> uh, this po felt pretty good to me. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. it's very dense, which can be bad. Sometimes that's loaded with purple prose and, and is tough to read. Uh, this felt like we're moving, at least. There was a lot there, but it felt like it's, it's moving. Yeah, and, and the guy, you know, he's early in his career. He just keeps growing and growing and growing. Becomes one of, one of my uh, favorite mainstream kind of journeyman dudes. Yeah, really interesting cartoonist. Good to go? Yep. Okay, favors like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Hulk Grand Design, Monster, and Madness. Both issues are now available wherever you buy comic books. It's a retelling of the 60-year history of the Incredible Hulk that I'm writing, drawing, coloring, and lettering. Unlike uh, Jim Starlin here on Warlock. <laughs> Come on, Jim. Uh, <laughs> pick that up wherever you buy comics. Join me on Patreon.com slash Jim Rugg, where you can see more of my comics art and how I make the comics I make. Download some out-of-print zines and mini-comics. And also, make sure if you're coming to Heroes Con, look us up. Come by the tables. Come by our panels. Uh, looking forward to meeting some fans at Heroes Con. 
Uh, Red Room Trigger Warnings, Issue 1, 2, 3, and potentially Issue 4 are on the stands as we speak. Murder on the Dark Web for Fun and Profit is the name of the game in Red Room Comics. Uh, every issue is completely uh, standalone. You can get the trade paperback of the last season of Red Room on the stands right now. Thank you so much for supporting that. Uh, it's banned in more than uh, 28 countries. It's banned in more than 10 comic shops. But you can uh, order the comics and pre-order future Red Room comics at the link tree in the description below this video. You can also hit up my Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash edpiscor, and subscribe to the comics as I serialize them out. I put up new strips every Tuesday. There's more than 200 pages up there as we speak. Jimmy, what else do we have out there? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. And once again, I did definitely want to see those Kayfabe shirts at uh, Heroes Con. Uh, Jimmy, give them the marching orders. We'll be on our way. Read more comics.